Hello and welcome to 20 in 20, a new podcast from the New Experimental Hours Podcast Network. My name is Pat and I'm your host. This is episode three. Last week I premiered episodes one and two and the feedback and reception I got was really good. Thank you so much for joining me in those first two episodes. I wasn't sure how it was going to go and just the encouragement that I received oh, felt great. So thank you very much. It is October 29th, 2020, 9.35 a.m. I'm broadcasting from my basement here in Chicago. It's pretty gloomy outside. The wind was really howling this morning. Pretty typical late October day in the Midwest. It is almost Halloween. It's not a great situation for Halloween this year. I don't know if you heard, but there's a pandemic on. And Halloween on a Saturday with beautiful weather, what a dream. But oh wait, you might get COVID if you're out there. Brutal. Anyway, I'm going to be reviewing 20 different things today. I'm going to spend a minute on each thing. And uh, it's just a rapid fire review show when I uh, talk about stuff off the top of my head. Super fun. Hope you liked uh, what you heard in the first two episodes. And I'm going to get out my stopwatch right now so we can stick to the format. And you ready? All right, start. The first review I've got for you today is Borat 2. Borat 2 came out on Amazon Prime Video about a week ago. And it's been a sensation. People have been talking about it pretty much nonstop since it premiered. It's been a major fodder for you know, culture websites, news websites. The big takeaway is that Rudy Giuliani is caught with his, literally his hands in his pants in the movie. But uh, it's so much more than that. There are some hilarious moments. Uh, um, without giving too much away, there's a scene at a debutante's ball in Georgia that is uh, unlike any scene I've ever seen in a movie before. And I was laughing, just dying laughing from the basement. Kathy was upstairs not watching. Not her kind of movie. And she was really wondering what the heck was going on. Well, it's just that kind of movie. And uh, no, it's not as good as Borat 1, but you should probably check out Borat 2. Speaking of movies that start with the letter B, heck, the word B, we have B-movie. This one came out probably 10 or 15 years ago at this point. It's a computer animated film um, from Jerry Seinfeld. You know him as the the guy who did uh, the TV show. What's it called? Hmm. Anyway, I don't remember what his show was called, but Seinfeld's uh, movie, B-movie, is really, really funny and clever and good. I enjoyed it. It has a big heart. It does all the stuff that a uh, standard Pixar film tries to do. And I don't know. It's just, I it'd been like a, a decade since I saw it last. And I saw it in the, uh, in the Netflix queue. My kids were wondering what we could watch. And I said, you know, let's turn on B-movie. They were into it, too. They enjoyed it. And the whole plot involves honey and humans stealing honey. And it, it's actually a pretty thought-provoking good movie. I, I hope Jerry Seinfeld returns to that format uh, at some point in the future. Number three, we've got a podcast from the Serial Podcast Network, not to be confused with the New Experimental Hours Podcast Network, which Serial uh, has a, a slightly bigger audience than I have. They put out a podcast called Nice White Parents, this one was also a major conversation starter uh, in the last, like, maybe three months. 
yeah, the podcast is about a public school in Brooklyn that has had white parents coming in and out of it at various times. Now, the community it serves is largely black, Mexican, and the white parents who come in and out often think they're making a big difference improving the school, but more often than not, you find that it actually makes the school more confused in its mission and makes it worse or it doesn't change it at all and it's just completely unnecessary. It was a pretty eye-opening podcast, very entertaining and a great companion to me for a long drive back to Illinois from North Carolina. Number four, we have The Monster Mash by Bobby Boris Pickett. Now, The Monster Mash is a song everybody knows. It's ubiquitous. Every time Halloween comes around, you're hearing The Monster Mash on the radio or on one of those novelty CDs or cassettes. And I am here to say that The Monster Mash is so much more of a bop than you give it credit for. Take a listen to that jam. That jam is a jam. Do you feel me? It is unbelievably funny. There's like weird lyrics about, I don't know, I think there's like some sexual innuendo going on in there. And then Bobby Boris Pickett just sells it with this outrageous voice, this melody that just sticks in your head. My kids love the Monster Mash. There's a reason you hear it so much around this time of year. It's actually a good song. And Bobby made a whole album full of Monster Mash-esque songs. You gotta check out. It's on Spotify. It's full of like Beatles parodies. I think you'll like it. Switching um, tracks here, we have a restaurant not far from my house on Grand called Upton's Break Room. You probably know Upton's from the grocery store. If you look in the vegetarian section and the vegan section where they keep like tofu and uh, vegan cheese and all that, you might see Upton's products. They make sausages, hot dogs, seitan, deli meats, all vegetarian, probably vegan actually now that I think of it. Their Break Room is a restaurant that they operate that is awesome. I had it for the first time. Kathy's had it a couple times. She got a delicious kale salad that um, she's had. A, she just keeps going back to this. I had, believe it or not, an Italian beef sandwich. Beef in quotes. It's really seitan. It had some jardinera on it. The, the bread was perfect, that Toronto bread that comes on Italian beef. And I will be going back for sure. Mac and cheese was good. Um, I just loved it. Upton's Break Room going to do a negative review now. The negative review goes to the stock market. I read a story uh, recently about how the stock market took a plunge of 800 points. The Dow Jones down 800 points because of COVID wave two. And, and then I read some other tweets that reacted to that news. And it just got me thinking about how the stock market is really just like a playground. It's a fictitious playground for rich people to just you know, like buy and sell. I like, I don't, I don't think anyone has had in my life anyway, has had major success or even like their lives changed in any significant way by the stock market. It just seems like such a farce, such a ridiculous notion. I have maybe a couple shares of stock. My, my kids do too, but like by and large, I am not keeping my eye on the stock market because it just doesn't seem important. And the fact that 800 points were lost so what? It's just fodder for people to write about and talk about, but I don't actually think it matters that much. It's not a good indicator of the health of the economy. We also have CPS this week uh, recently announced that they are going to be welcoming back students uh, from their pre-K program and also students with special needs. Interesting decision. 
I have been keeping my eye on CPS since the beginning of the year. It affects me personally because my daughter Alice is five and is enrolled at the kindergarten in the local CPS school. And she's had a really, um, an experience with remote learning that has exceeded my expectations. So I'm very happy, but I would love to see her get back in the classroom. I think it's important for her to be there in person, um, mostly because 80% of her class is taught in Spanish. And she is missing out on so many social cues and like physical cues that the teacher would be giving. I think uh, if she got back in a physical setting and it was safe to do so, that she would really even benefit that much more from in-person learning. Sometimes when I think about all these things like the CPS and the stock market, I think, you know what? I want to get drunk right now. I want to drink 15 beers. <laughs> no, no. What I really want to do is I want to drink a delicious autumnal beer. And what I've been reaching for lately are Hopewell's beers. Uh, me and my pals uh, swear by Hopewell, a great little brewery up in Logan Square, I believe. And their codified or codified Dunkel, Dunkel is uh, a terrific October beer. It's dark, malty, and just delicious. It comes in a four-pack of Tall Boys. The can is real simple. The The beer is pretty simple, too. You, you don't get a whole lot of, like, there, there aren't ridiculous additives. There's no, like, weird vanilla, poblano pepper nonsense. It's just a, a delicious brown beer that I could drink uh, all night if I wanted to. So Hopewell's Dunkel gets a thumbs up from me. When I'm drinking brown stuff, it's not always beer. Sometimes I'm drinking coffee, like right now I'm drinking a nice glass of coffee. And the coffee company that I go back to time and again is called Fien, F-F-E-I-N-E. It's Chicago-based. I haven't been able to dig up much information about this. And in fact, I don't even see it in every grocery store. But when I go to Pete's Market on Madison, they have like six different varieties of Fien or fine uh, coffee. And every time I buy their beans, I am just really impressed by the quality that I find in the bag. I have drunk, I've I probably had 100 pounds of their beans at this point. It's never let me down. If you're a big coffee freak, if you like grinding your own coffee beans, making a batch of Chemex or French press or what have you, try out their stuff. Fiend Coffee, F-F-E-I-N-E. Could have been a better name, but you know what? Who cares? We got... A uh, children's toy now called Moonlight Projector. Moonlight Projector, okay? So this is a toy you attach to your iPhone or your your uh, your smartphone, and it uses the flashlight to project uh, story images onto a wall, and it's got this app that runs with you. You do it in the dark. My kids love this toy. Every time I suggest we play it, we, we pull it out and we read a book together, they go crazy for it. We spend 45 minutes, an hour, just reading these books on our Moonlight Projector. It's a great gift idea. If you have a new parent in your life you want to buy a gift for, buy them the projector, get them like five different books. They look like viewfinders, tiny viewfinders are what these books look like. And uh, I think they'll rave about it. We really have gotten a lot of use out of ours, and I, I love it. That's the Moonlight Projector. Speaking of children's games... You ever had a board game? You ever played a board game with a kid and it kind of just sucks? Like the kid doesn't get it. It's not engaging. I got a company that will fix that for you. They're called Peaceable Kingdom. They make a variety of games. We have four of them, I believe. We might have even more. 
Pick Me Up Piggy, Monkey Around, Mermaid Island, Hoot Owl Hoot. These are games that are specifically engineered for children. They have rules that are easy to follow. They're made of recyclable materials. And here's the kicker. Most of the time with these games, it's not about winning and losing. There's no competition. Often, you are collaborating toward a single goal. So maybe you want to get all your mermaids on the island. You want to get all of the owls back to the tree before the sun comes up. You work together to achieve that goal. There's no winners. There's no losers. There's no crying. There's no celebrating unless you win as a team. That's a nice gesture. It's, it's nice. I like it. Um, great games by Peaceable Kingdom. When October rolls around, you know I'm listening to Umberto. Let me spell that out for you. U-M-B-E-R-T-O. Umberto. Prophecy of the Black Widow is the name of the record. If you like the the music by Goblin, that German Krautrocky band that did Suspiria, they might be Italian. I think they're Italian. They did the Suspiria soundtrack. If you like that, if you like Tangerine Dream, if you like Chromatics, you will love Umberto. He is on uh, makes music for the Not Not Fun label. It's definitely underground. It's weird, but it sounds like haunted house music meets a disco meets you know like. Italy, <laughs> I don't know, outstanding music. And when I saw him at Permanent Records, rest in peace, in Chicago, he used so much smoke in the fog machine that the, uh, the fire alarm went off. Shout out to Umberto, great stuff at this time of year. Uh, not so great is the recent announcement by um, a little-known president named Donald J. Trump that the Tongass Rainforest will be reopened to logging. That is a tragic thing to hear. The Tongass Rainforest is a rainforest up where I used to live in southeast Alaska. In Juneau, the surrounding forest is the Tongass the Rainforest, home to uh, a shit ton of trees and ferns and plants. And the idea that we're going to cut this down to build roads, to, to create lumber, just breaks my heart. It's been protected for a long time. It should remain protected. Uh, further reason why you should vote against this monster. Get him out of office so we can protect our natural resources. I'm going to give a negative review as well to receiving dog food in the mail. I know a lot of you probably get your dog food from Amazon or Chewy or one of the other companies. I'm going to say, think about whether you should be doing this. You got a mailman who is lifting 50-pound bags of dog food over and over and over again. Now, you might say, you signed up for this job, but did they? Did they know that they would be doing this? Wouldn't it be a good idea instead to go to a local dog food supplier or a pet store and get your food there? Do the lifting yourself. Engage with the local business. That's what I do. There's a wonderful uh, pet store on Chicago called Aislin or Aslin, A-E-S-L-I-N, a lot of spelling today, and they carry the dog food that I like. It's not that big of a difference in price, and I can feel like I'm supporting the community in my own way. So protect the mail carrier's backs, haul your own dog food, and support local businesses. Kanye West's biggest Halloween track so to speak is monster off the my beautiful dark twisted fantasy 
record. It's one of my favorite Kanye songs. It's like six minutes long. It has four guest verses, and I'm going to rank them right now. The worst guest verse on that song is by Jay-Z. Everyone knows that. It's corny. The lines are terrible. Love, I don't get enough of it. Get out of here, Jay-Z. Everyone loves you. Shut up. Number three, this is the this is the, the hot take. Nicki Minaj's verse, not a big fan of it. Everyone's always said that that's the top verse. I don't want to hear Nicki Minaj sing in a British accent. Not cool. It's stupid. Uh, great lines, but the delivery is just not my cup of tea. Number two, the second best verse goes to Rick Ross. It's short, but it's sweet, and it sets the table for the best verse, which is by Kanye himself, featuring the lyric, Put the Pussy in a Sarcophagus, which is probably the best lyric uh, in this millennium of rap. All right. Number 16, we got a brand new couch upstairs in the living room. We got rid of our West Elm couch, which I liked. Did not love it. The color was eh. Shape was eh, but it was comfortable. We got a new couch by a company called Floyd out of Detroit. That's a local American-made company. We've got cabinets by them, shelves by them, lots of stuff, and they do a great job. This couch is a mustard yellow. It adds a pop of color to the room, which I really like. We did not get to sit on it before it arrived at our house. That's just the nature of mail order, right? And so time will tell whether this is a comfy couch or a not-so-comfy couch. I really hope it works out. Tentatively, I'm going to say it's comfortable, but I'll, I'll let you know in future episodes if this couch is truly all that. Looks freaking cool, though. Really nice, like, mid-century modern vibe. 17, we got Sunrise Cafe on Chicago. This is a breakfast place on Chicago Avenue that's been around for a long time, and it's my favorite breakfast place in the city. I admit I haven't had even 1% of the breakfast place in the city. But this one takes the cake as far as I'm concerned. The chilaquiles are excellent. They do a southwestern style food. Their menu is is really good. They'll do, you know, pancakes are delicious. The waffles are delicious. They just knock every single menu item out of the park. Very friendly. Every time I go in there, I'm greeted with a smile. Their coffee's good. Their prices are right. They're open early in the morning. You can order takeout from them right now if you want. I recommend you do so. I know I'm going to be doing it tomorrow. I'm going to order a big old, you know, 50 bucks worth of breakfast food because I know Kathy, she's taking a big test. She's going to want some fuel before she gets in that study room. So Sunrise Cafe on Chicago Avenue, one of the best to do it in the city. I'm saying it right now. I get a lot of emails, especially from GQ, my favorite magazine, and they're doing some stuff I don't totally agree with. One thing they're doing is once a week, Maybe twice a week I get an email from them about grooming. Not like grooming a dog, like grooming yourself. What kind of shampoo should I be using? How should I oil my beard? What do I do about my nasty cuticles, ingrown toenails, that sort of thing? I don't freaking care. Shut up. I don't want to hear about grooming anymore. I really should opt out of that email. I haven't yet. It just speaks to a larger trend, which is like, I just don't want to hear about grooming that much. I got a couple products I use. And I'm good. I don't want to hear about, like, my cuticles. It's a little bit superfluous. Maybe it just doesn't apply to my life all that much. But GQ, dial it back, okay? No more grooming stuff. When the rain is pouring down in the middle of October, you look out at the sewers and they can't handle it. They got all these leaves caught in the grate. Here's what you got to do. If you're anything like me, you're going out in the pouring rain with a big stick and a shovel. 
and you are clearing those leaves off the grate. You're taking them, you're shoveling them into the middle of the street or onto the sidewalk. You're poking holes into the grate until the water starts flowing again. This is not only like satisfying, but it's also important because like we live in a basement unit. We have experienced flooding before. This basement is not exempt from flooding. We need to make sure water is draining from the streets. So go do something stupid. Get soaking wet. Grab your stick. Your neighbors will, neighbors will like you for doing it. You'll feel satisfaction in knowing you cleared that street out and uh, the sewers are working properly again. Try it out. You might like it. I know I do. Finally, item number 20. Next Tuesday, you have the responsibility to go out and vote. I hope you've done it early. Maybe you've mailed it in. Maybe you're planning on going day of. Whatever the case, get to the polls. Make sure you vote. I feel like it's important. I am as cynical about it as anybody because ultimately I know that probably not much will change. But you know what I just heard about? You know what I just said about the Tongass rainforest? Would that have happened under a Democratic president? I don't know. But I, I assure you, less of a probability than with Trump, who wants to open everything up to resource extraction. So you have a responsibility to go vote, do all the right voting. If you want uh, to know who I voted for, text me. Shoot me a text. Um, I'll be happy to tell you. And we can talk about it. And I know I'm going to be super psyched for this election to be over it's lasted like two years. I remember watching the primary debates with my friend Dave and thinking, oh my God, this election is still a year away. Well, it's here. Let's make it count. All right, guys. I hope you have a great week. Have a happy Halloween. The next time I see you, we'll have a new president, or at least we'll have a new president-elect, and hopefully it's good news. All right, everyone. Take care. See you next time.